anyone, anyone. Mm -hmm. I, in fact, encourage anyone to come and see what this life is like and meet other people who navigate life with disability and just learn more about it too. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet, WFPR.FM, and in the local Franklin FM dial, 102.9, in the car, in the home, wherever. Here today with Allie Rayom. Allie, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. It's exciting to have you. I know we've connected on one of the one or two of the social webs, and then I saw you at a meeting a couple of times as you were commenting on the open space stuff and then i actually went to a disability committee commission meeting it was like oh finally (laughs) (laughs) and we are so grateful for you coming to that meeting by the way thank you i I think it was kind of lining up a perfect storm so as much as i have regrets for having missed some of the others at least i helped so oh it was the perfect timing so for the listeners who can you tell us a little bit more about yourself who is this Allie who's Steve talking to and what (laughs) has she got to do with the disability commission sure so I am a 35 year old white female since you're listening Uh, I have long curly hair and I'm wearing a black sweater today so if you'd like to envision a little bit of me there you go Um, I came to Franklin about two and a half years ago at this point I've been a resident since then. I grew up in Blackstone, um, lived in Westville for a while as a teacher. Um, And then I actually moved to Franklin after having been in Blackstone living with my parents after sustaining a brain injury. And now I live here on my own. Wow. And Franklin is kind of comfortable for you, accommodating in all those good ways? It is. And you know what originally brought me to Franklin? One was uh, an apartment was available. So that was nice. But (laughs) my sister also lives in town. And so her and her family live here. And it was nice to be close to them. So I moved here and immediately fell in love with the community and all the events that are offered. The fact that there is a disability commission, I feel like people's voices are heard here and people come together and celebrate the community. I love it. Yeah, there is a whole lot of goodness here. We're not perfect, clearly. I mean, we're just like everybody else. But yeah, there's. I, I'm having fun trying to keep up with it all because there is just so much goodness going on. And that's what I try to focus on, is sharing the goodness. And you do a great job with that, by the way, Steve. Oh, Every day I you. read the Franklin Matters. <laughs> it keeps me up to date. It's wonderful. We try. We try. Thank you. So Disability Commission, how how did you, obviously you had the injury and you're in that space. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yes. So I, as I mentioned before, I've sustained a brain injury. So I navigate life with disability myself. And there was actually something I recognized in town that could use some change, um, some more handicapped parking spots near the town common uh, during farmer market time, especially. Mm -hmm. And I reached out to Mary, the chairperson of the Disability Commission. And that's what originally connected us. And we had a great conversation. And then just a few months ago, a seat opened up as to be a member on the commission. And when that 
went out publicly, I immediately submitted my name to say, sign me up. I just love helping to be a voice for advocacy because even when there's things that I could benefit from change, I know that other people could too. And that there's a lot of people in town or even locally who come to Franklin for all the events that we do um, who can benefit from even just one little thing adjusted to be more inclusive and adaptive to the disability community. So I signed up right away and they they offered me the, the seat on the commission and I've been part of it for a few months now. Yes, indeed. I remember when you got approved through the council, because <clears throat> coincidentally, I was there at the meeting when the approval came through. So yeah, yeah it was good. It's like, oh, I've seen her. Yeah, it's good. She'll be good. Yeah, I try to show up at whatever town meetings or events that I can as well to be that voice mm -hmm. too, whether it's the open space planning that's going on or a town council meeting. And I think it helps for all of us to get to know each other and recognize the name and the face. And like I said before, Franklin's so good at coming together. So, um, you know, e even though the Disability Commission is one commission, we all work together. Yeah. And it's something that at least in my role, certainly sharing information, I've always been mindful of. And then the, in the most recent election, when I did a post-election survey, some of the feedback came back uh, in terms of, well, thank you for doing, and again, as part of the TV, radio, and then Franklin News is all together, um, thank you for doing kind of the interviews with the candidates. But there were some candidates that we didn't provide it all three across the board. So we would leave some people out unintentionally, obviously, and mm -hmm. taking that feedback, I've always wanted to, well, if the Disability Commission is here, maybe there's something else we should be doing. And I'd like to at least put that in the radar for the radio, TV and uh, news side to make sure we are accommodating and accessible as much as possible. Steve, the fact that you think about that just lights up my world, let me tell you, because, you know, I'm going to admit prior to brain injury, my own perspective and awareness for things that could be more accessible was very minimal. Mm -hmm. And it's taken my own experience to widen that. And so I'm always extremely impressed with so when somebody does think about the accessibility and the inclusion, whether it's something like election time and thinking, okay, how can we do this with auditory processing, but also visual, but also maybe in-person things? Because it, it it not only addresses accessibility, but different learning styles too. So it really helps everyone. Yeah, it does. And I've been fortunate, obviously, as I call myself a lifelong learner, and I'm in a situation now with the family, I've got a grandson. And obviously, we're concerned about him not falling, etc, but giving him growth opportunities. So I've got that end of the spectrum, then both my parents are gone. And we went through some challenges with dad more recently. Dolores's mother is still around. She's 91. And as, as wow. accessible as active as she is, there are still times when, uh, particularly with her hearing, where she's got problems with the hearing aid, and then they don't connect with the phone. And they get, yeah, th there are all kinds of little things. And if the little things get out of the way, life is so much easier. Um, oh, I and, love that phrase, Steve. You just said it with when the little things can get out of the way, life can be so much easier. That was good. 
And I agree. Again, as someone, I actually myself navigate an auditory processing disorder. And so when something can be offered in those various forms or something's too small of a print and I'm, I'm unable to read it, I, you know, I'm 35 sure. years old, but I go with large print. And okay. so again, the, you know, if, if I get something in the mail, that's a size 10 font, I'm not reading it. Right. But if it's a size 14 font, I am. And, and that seems like such a little thing, but it makes a big difference. Yeah. And that's where we can go on that for a while. We want to talk about the other yeah. piece here, but <laughs> I, I fear that many people do, you know, whether it's the page format or the uh, card format, they're looking to condense as much info as possible in the space for cost reasons. And if you did, cost obviously is a factor. You can't do everything. Everything has a cost. But if you can't get the info to their people in the right way, then they're not going to access it anyway. So just a little bit more of a consideration, maybe creating just to your point, the larger font, maybe a little less info, it'll at least attract their attention and then they can go elsewhere to get the more info as opposed to trying to dump everything, you know, in one page. And it, I'm sorry, it's not going to work because in some cases people look at an entire page and dance. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm ready to run away when I see pages like that. And that's why. So I actually am an, also an artist and I have like, I just have an eye for spatial uh, design and things like that, too. So when I created the flyer for the Disability Expo, that was one of my goals was large print. The, the print will not be less than 14 size font and as simple as possible. What's like the bare minimum and like when you send out your Franklin Matters email each day, it's it's a beautiful image. So people get the visual. It's a headline with, with large font, a, a smaller font with a maybe one sentence description. And then you can click on it if you want more. And it's you just approach it so well, Steve. And I love that we did touch on this because I think a lot of people out there, especially those who do marketing, all of our businesses in town, that's something to keep in mind um, for everyone, but especially for accessibility and inclusion. Keep mm -hmm. it simple. Uh, you know, it can look good while still being simple and a nice large font. <laughs> yes. And we'll come back to the art pieces. But, <clears throat> but for the time being, let's segue into the other reason, which is there's a disability expo, which I think to that point helps kind of the two sides. Certainly those who are disabled in whatever way, these are resources that are available as well as, quote, the normal folk, oh, let's stop and listen. Maybe we can do things a little bit differently. Yes, exactly. So this disability expo that will be coming up is free, by the way. I mean, that's the best word in the English language. It's free. It is free for everyone. No strings attached. You can literally even win a prize for coming for free. Oh, good. <laughs> Mary made some beautiful baskets. Um, but on May 20th, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Franklin Senior Center, we are the Franklin Disability Commission is hosting this expo where our goal is to have all these different representatives on site from local based organizations in order to share a variety of resources re regarding these disability services that are available. I know for me in my own personal journey, there are so many things that could have been really helpful if I knew about them. And so that's our goal. Let's let's bring as many as we can together in this space and have a variety so that way it touches on all different disabilities that are out there and, and allow people to walk through 
and say hi and learn about the resources and even just come together and meet each other because there's power in that community too. Yeah, the the serendipity of the connections. Uh, an internet buddy of mine always had the line that, you know, you're 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 only a stranger until you start talking. Yes. Because once you start talking, it's like, oh, you did that. I did this. Oh, yeah, you were there. I wasn't there. Like, <laughs> amazing things happen once you start talking. Exactly. The the communication between two people, right? You can wave to someone from a distance and feel like you're a total stranger, but start communicating and you have more in common than you think. Yes. Yes, we do indeed. So Senior Center, a bunch of vendors, organizations, well, I want to be careful about vendors because they're not really selling. They're selling info. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, free, free, free. Uh, right. Yeah, we like on our flyer, we called them representatives. Uh, but you're right. There's going to be that's if you want to try to envision what this will be. You know, you come in the senior center, even board for you come in the doors. There'll be these people outside because we're also going to have like a van from this organization or, you know, if someone needs to be outside, sure. we'll have things outside yeah. too, but right. you'll walk in the door and there will be tables set up throughout the senior center where you get to go from table to table, whichever ones you want to go to and meet real human beings, not mm -hmm. phone calls, not websites, human beings behind these organizations to tell you about what they have to offer and how it could benefit you. And, Sure, this is for individuals that navigate life with disability, but also for the support people yes, and the community partners and friends and family, and also literally anyone, anyone. Mm -hmm. I, in fact, encourage anyone to come and see what this life is like and meet other people who navigate life with disability and just learn more about it, too. Yeah, there's there's so much to that. Um, awareness is the start, right? You can't solve a problem until you start to recognize it. And then even if it's just one little aspect, like we were talking earlier in terms of the font on a card or a mail or text, it's like, oh, really? <laughs> and then that can be the start of, well, maybe we could do that different over here. And coming into the senior center and a bunch of tables, for some people, it may be kind of overwhelming, but just pick a table, kind of go along one at a time, find out what they're doing, and maybe there's something that doesn't help you specifically. Maybe it can help somebody else, and you can make that connection that way. Yes, I'm a huge advocate in that in life is that sometimes you may be in a meeting or even if you go to church or whatever, like you may hear something that day and you're like oh that doesn't really that's not really for me but you never know when it'd be helpful to have that in your back pocket so mm -hmm. i love that you just mentioned that and in terms of the potential overwhelm because i know i can get overwhelmed from things um what two really great things that we thought about for this of this expo one is of course our disability commission members will be there and we're going to have on specific shirts so you can easily recognize us if you need help then mm -hmm. also Danielle from the senior center, she uh, offered to make us a map of the vendor tables. So, um, you know, people yes. can even have that visual in their hand too, for like, okay, where am I going? How many tables are there? Mm -hmm. you know, and then you can come up with your own plan on how you want to navigate it too. Sure. That sounds good. Yeah. And it's interesting that you have chosen kind of the t-shirts so everybody can pick out, oh, 
that's a commission person because as well in I've, I've I, you may have seen it along the way there was some I think it was on Twitter I think I've seen it on Instagram as well it was kind of a uh, multiple icons of various disability symbols kind of the international symbols mm-hmm. but then it just had you know but there are some disabilities you can't see and are not necessarily depicted via some of the standard symbols um yes. so being open and aware and trying to find out before assuming <laughs> yeah it's probably a, a good thing point. it's hard but you know we we need to consider that Yes, I, I'm actually, I, usually, I say I'm often the face for that because if you just look at me when I'm rested and I'm feeling well, I mean, when I, when I feel tired, you can, you can tell on my face, right? But just when I, like right now, if you were to be in this conversation with Steve and I seeing me in person, I look fine. There does not look like there's anything wrong with me and my speech is okay right now. My processing is okay right now, but pick me up from here and drop me into the senior center and I will look like uh, the most confused person in the world and struggle to be producing words out of my mouth. So you're right. There are some things that are invisible. We call them like invisible disabilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I thought of that when I created the logo actually for our commission, because, you know, for those listening, maybe you'll come across the logo at some point, but we there mm-hmm. is an individual in a wheelchair, but then there's also an individual who's standing up and they're, they're combined their hands are together um so because we wanted to represent everyone you sometimes you can see it sometimes you can't and everybody in between everybody matters yeah and i think there's a heart or something if i remember in between kind of making the connection or something like a star a burst i mean there's there's energy with the connection which is really what i was getting at (laughs) yeah it's a star it's a yellow star okay yep and it, it could be and it's open to interpretation so yeah to your point it could be a person with an invisible disability, it could be somebody helping somebody with disability because yes. it can be either way. Exactly. You, and you likewise, it, it could be somebody in the wheelchair helping the person because they may know something that we don't. Exactly. We all have something to offer. And if we go back again to what you said about connecting with each other, as soon as you start communicating, you just never know. When I actually connected with someone recently at the senior center, they work there and have a whole background with brain injury. So I was there as an individual who has sustained brain injury, but we realized that us connecting together, can I can offer that person a oh, lot of insight from sure. an individual who has sustained brain injury, and she can offer a lot of insight from having worked in the field. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You've made that connection point, and there, there's ultimate possibilities within that connection for sure. So let's go, you mentioned art and you've done the logo. Uh, There's many forms of art, uh, ceramics, physical, painting, music, et cetera. Anything in particular is drawing you, literally, potentially, no pun intended, (laughs) drawing you towards what's your artistic expression? (laughs) Yeah, the, the three most common things that I create are watercolor paintings, acrylic paintings, and then I also embroider. And I have, I do own my own business called Embracing Unique. Uh, Yeah. So my, my favorite thing to do, I say, I paint things that are important to people. So someone gives me a photo of maybe a family, a pet, uh, a scene, like a beach scene that means something to them, Mm -hmm. a a view from their lake house, a a house. Favorite getaway spot or whatever. Yeah, exactly. They give me a photo 
and then I create a watercolor painting of it as closely depicted as possible. And that's one of my favorite things to do. That's what I do most often for commissions. Uh, but yeah, painting, embroidering, I just love creativity in general. Mm -hmm. And why watercolor? I remember even as a kid and even playing with my grandson now, he likes to play with some of the water things, et cetera. But watercolor I found is kind of hard because the water just kind of like, <laughs> it goes all over the place, you, you kind of controlling it as opposed to putting in just amount of paint on a, on a brush and then, oh, I can at least do this and control it. It is. Watercolor is, I would consider the most difficult medium. And I feel like it's a combination of being willing to release perfection and allow some abstract to the mm. art, while also at the same time, watercolor can allow you to be very controlled in what you're doing. So I think I like the in-between of that. I like being able, it, it helps me to produce the most close to the photo that someone gives me as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I do have control and more fine art there. Uh, but I can also be a little abstract with it and it can be a little bit blurry. It doesn't have to be all these concrete lines. So right. I find it fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, th I think it speaks to kind of navigating life to the extent that there are blurry lines. There's not always clear cut lines. This is or that. Yes, there are choices, but there are also kind of the middle of the road choices too. And yeah, the blurriness, uh, or uh, there was another internet friend of mine said, you know, managing the gray, you know, it's not black or white, it's managing the gray, what's in the between, that's where the challenge is. And to the extent that it is kind of loose and water, you're challenged, you have to really focus into delivering that as well. Oh, Steve, it's so funny you said that, because after sustaining brain injury, my my friend who is a speech language pathologist and I, we laugh because life for me has been very black or white. Uh, I've struggled with gray, whether it's sarcasm or just something that's really not fully explained. I sit there looking like a total blank stare, like I don't get it, um, but I've worked on that. This. Yeah, I've worked on that a lot. So I feel like the analogy with the watercolor is spot on because it has allowed me to on one side be a little bit more concrete but on the other hand be fluid and start to understand what happens it's is it's okay if something's not completely concrete like i can adapt and mm -hmm. oh if the paint goes over here when i didn't want it to i'll make something new out of that and i have to do that in my daily life as well mm -hmm. cool yes yeah, so we'll have to include in the show notes if you've got, I assume you have a web page for your uh, commission work, et cetera, so that people can see other examples. Um, we've already shared kind of the brochure with the logo on it. That'll come out as part of this podcast as well. So if people did miss it the first time, they'll catch it another time. Perfect. Cool. So again, the details for the, the key day is Saturday the 20th, 11 to 2. That is correct. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> yep. And at the Franklin Senior Center. Of course. Yes. And well, there'll be some reminders between now and then as we get closer. 
Anything else you want to leave the listeners with at this point, other than potentially we can come back and have another story time. <laughs> we could story time anytime. Sit down. Let's have some tea. Uh, this has been lovely, Steve. Uh, I would say to those listening again, thank you. Thank you for being part of the amazing community. Even the fact, like if you're listening right now, it means you listen to this whole interview. And that means a lot that you're willing to listen to someone's voice, and especially from the disability perspective. And again, I just appreciate Franklin in general so much the way this community comes together and hears each other. And I highly encourage you to come out to this expo. I want to meet you. So (laughs) come to the expo, come have fun with us. And we want to hear your voice and your perspective as well. Yes, I'll I'll second the invite to come to the expo because then I'll be able to meet Allie as well. And you can see her her brightness and her liveliness in person. So thank you for taking time today. We really appreciate it. I'm sure the listeners will. And hopefully we'll see them and others on Saturday the 20th. And in the meantime, a quick reminder for the listeners, we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.